Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Um, we should sort of caveat this with, because we've had this conversation on a different podcast that you don't get into F1 unless you are ridiculously, ridiculously talented anyway. Yeah. But it's then once you're in that bracket, Andy's obviously in a slower car as well. Yeah. That's where it starts to get tricky. Yeah, exactly. And But again, you go back and look at his junior career. Logan's a phenomenal talent, there's no question. And we, we make jokes about all sorts of drivers in Formula 1. Okay, there were some very questionable ones in the past. But this current grid have all won something yeah. at a certain level. And the level is just that high. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's finding it tough. But again, I think that leads on to Alex because I think Alex is uh, is just doing a phenomenal job at the minute. I agree. And my rating is, is reflective of that. I've given him a very respectable 7.5. Really? For Alex Albon it? this season. <laughs> yeah, well... Oh, I my think... word. <laughs> okay, what are you giving Alex Albon? I was going to give him a 9. Whoa! Yeah. Hello, and welcome back to the On Track GP podcast, where the man, the myth, the legend is also here, Richard Bradley. How are you, my friend? <laughs> yeah, all good, mate. All good. Good and, to see you. Yeah, and you. We had a bit of fun over the weekend, didn't we? Yeah, we had a we? good weekend, yeah. We, um, we saw some crazy cars on Saturday. You enjoyed the cricket, which I'm actually quite jealous of, to be honest. Yeah, I had a good old go at the cricket yesterday up the Birmingham Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. I got to see you on Saturday driving about in uh, a 1928 Aston Martin. Yeah. That was at Silverstone. <laughs> at Silverstone. Insane. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, um, you know, against... Um, only the, it was a race purely for pre-war Aston Martin. So, you know, the car that I was racing was the one of the first entries for Aston Martin in Le Mans. So I actually did Le Mans in 1928. That's crazy, um, isn't it? And yeah, I was then ragging it around Silverstone <laughs> for a client and had the time of my life. <laughs> we filmed the whole thing, so uh, feel free to go and uh, and watch that. That's a, It was a good, fun day out. But today we're getting back into some serious mid-season F1 summer break content. And that mm. is... And I, I already know, Richard, this is like, this is going to be like, <laughs> like the sort of topic where people are going to kick off. We're going to rate the driver's seasons up until this point. Now, main thing that I'm worried about here is like, uh, like the buy, like thinking only about the most recency bias, we mm. should call it like the, like how <laughs> thinking only what's happened recently and forgetting what's happened at the it's beginning of the season. It's been a long season. It's been, a, you know, 12 so, races. Yeah, exactly. You actually think about what was happening in Bahrain. A lot has gone down since then. Exactly. But we're going to get into it. We're going to go through it. We're going to upset people <laughs> and, and I'm fine with it. And make people happy. <laughs> yes, some. some. Uh, well, look, let's start with sort of, I'm not going to go through any specific order, but we'll kind of start with the teams towards the lower mm. end and then push up ending with Max Verstappen and you can probably guess what I'm going to give him. <laughs> but let's start with Alfa Romeo and their younger driver, Joe Guan Yu. What are you giving him for the season? I'm going to give Joe a seven. I think. Wow. I think a seven. I think that he's, um, you know, he, he's not been far off of Bottas um, overall. Um, and a few races, he's been better. He obviously had that mega qualifying at Hungary. And, you know, the start... He made the mistake at turn one, but the actual reason he was in that position was not through no fault of his own. Um, he's just gone about his business quite quietly. Yeah. And I think for a guy who he's obviously come out and spoken about how he's a bit under pressure. Um, well, not under pressure, but wants a contract for next year. So 
there's some indirect pressure there, and I think he's handled it quite well. Um, wow, you have been much nicer than me. I've given Joe Guan you a five. Oh, quite, quite a mean, <laughs> quite a mean, I feel quite mean for doing that now. Uh, I think he's done enough to keep his like race seat, as you say, for next year. They had that one opportunity where they were qualified fifth and seventh, and then he had the electrical issue, and then you know piled into the back of a few guys. Uh, in races, he's losing. He's he's uh, he's finished higher than Bottas four times, and mm. Bottas has finished higher than him eight times. So Bottas may be showing a bit of experience, but yeah, you're going for a seven for Joe Guanyu. I'm going for a, for a five for Joe Guanyu. Maybe I'm a little bit mean. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'm too generous. You know? Could be. Well, that would be <laughs> unlikely because that's not you. <laughs> uh, next up, same team, Valtteri Bottas. I think same again. I think seven. I think it's quite clear that the Alpha, you know, just they haven't got the package this year. Uh, and you know okay as you say he's doing a bit better than Joe but you can put that down to the experience that Valtteri has mm-hmm. um, and I think he, he, they're both doing what they can with, with, with the package that they've got so yeah, it's a solid seven Alfa Romeo's in a weird place isn't it with, with Audi coming in by the way I'm, I've given Valtteri Bottas a 5.5 so again <laughs> a little bit better just because of his qualifying thing but I would expect more from him because of the experience that he's yeah. done they're in a weird place because 2026 it's completely rebranded to Audi. Will either of those two still be there, do you think? Oh, yeah, I'm very, very sure they will be. I mean, firstly... Uh, on Joe's side, at least, the um, I'm pretty sure that China is Audi's biggest market. Oh, wow. um, but even if it's not Audi's, um, th- then definitely Volkswagen Group. There is a lot of uh, of marketing potential for them in China. And you know, having come from lived in China for three years, yeah. they, everywhere you go, you see a Volkswagen Group car, or predominantly an Audi. You know, as an example, Audi have got the naming rights to the Shanghai Formula One circuit at the minute. It's actually called the uh, Shanghai Audi International Circuit. Wow. Um, so so I think it makes sense to keep Joe there. Plus, he's not doing a bad job. He's yeah, not I doing agree. a bad job. And then obviously, Valtteri, you know, with the experience he has from from Mercedes, and you know, the fact he's still, uh, he, you know, he's been pretty pretty solid over the last uh, all the time he's been at Alpha. I think, yeah, he's a very he's the sort of guy you'd very happily have taking a manufacturer like Audi into it. Yeah. So there's that sort of financial benefit of having having him part of the team. Yeah. Um, yeah I think overall for Alfa Romeo, just quiet, isn't it? It's mm. just been quiet. Nothing yeah. to write home about. Nothing just, really memorable, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Just a bit flat. Let's go to Haas. Kevin Magnussen. I am giving him a two out of ten. Two? Yeah. That is hard. <laughs> that is way too hard. Well, is it though? <laughs> I don't know. I think like... Look, look the, firstly, the Haas is slow. That yeah. car is so, so, so slow. And the tide degradation is ridiculous. Yeah. They're racing... The qualifying pace has been good, yeah. and I think that should, that's why I've given Kevin Magnussen a lower mark is because Hulkenberg's been able to go and qualify well in it, not really been able to then make it stick in the races. But Madison hasn't been able to make it qualify well, so that's why I've given wow. Kevin Magnussen two is a two out of ten. Blimey, God, I, I'm, I, I never want you to critique any of my races. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's just vibes, and I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Magnussen a four. Um, okay. So I'm All a right. bit more generous than you. But yeah. yeah, I think for the reasons you said, he's done nothing spectacular to make him stand out in the race, but he's never put the car into the positions that Hulk has either. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I, they're, I, they're race, their racing uh, has been even. They're, yeah. They've won or out beaten each other six times each. Yeah. So they're on an equal for the racing. But for me, it's Hulkenberg putting it in the position to go and do something special, but then the tyres not being able to work. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think that. Um, you know, uh, uh, that's the thing. If somebody's going to be able to create something, you, you'd put money on it being um, Hulkenberg over mm-hmm. Magnussen at the minute. Well, let's get into Hulkenberg then. I've given Nico Hulkenberg 
A six out of ten. Six. My highest rating so far. Uh, what are you giving Nico Hulkenberg? To be honest, now I've gone back, I'd probably give him too high for my alpha rating. <laughs> so <laughs> I was thinking to give him a seven, but I probably I have to score him higher than Bottas and Joe, no question. So 7.5. Wow. I will give him. I mean, the qualifying has been yeah. special. He finished seventh in Australia as well. So he has he has had a, a good Yeah, and, he, and he's raced solidly as well. He's not really done anything stupid. And, you know, obviously that car just has such bad degradation yeah. um, that there's nothing that either of them can do. Yeah, blame Gunter. You don't <laughs> say that very often. All right, so I've got Kevin Magnussen too. Uh, you went, did you say a four for four, Kevin yeah. Magnussen? And a, uh, was it a 7.5? 7 7.5, for, yeah. uh, for Hulkenberg. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm just keeping a track of these so I can call you out on it later. Yeah, you're going to call me out <laughs> on the Alpha ones. That Alpha team was lucky they were first, Because yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about any of these. I'm just coming up with them as I go. But. Let's go to Williams. Uh, let's go to Logan Sargent first. And I've just remembered what I've written down. Um, I, I've given him a 1 out of 10. 1. God. I've given Logan Sargent a one out of ten. I don't know. I don't. He scored no points. Mm. He hasn't looked like he's going to score points. Um, I think he's the only driver on the grid now that hasn't beaten his teammate in qualifying. Mm. He's maybe looked a little bit quicker over the last couple of weeks, mm. or before we we had went into the summer break. But for me, nothing. I can't. I struggle to give any more than that because because of the stats that are in front of me. Yeah, there's been there's been nothing really. I, I you know I'm going to be again a bit more generous than you. I'm going to go for a three. But okay. the only reason I haven't given him a two is a break that he's a rookie. Um, yeah, I think that's reasonable to take that take that on board as yeah, well. But apart from that, uh, there's nothing there's nothing that I've seen to give to give any hope yet. But uh, you know, again, it's it's a steep learning curve and. And he is improving, so we'll see if that continues. Yeah, well, we'll get into his teammate in a second, but it's it's it is his teammate Alex Albon that's making him look like a rookie. Yeah. Um, we should sort of caveat this with because we've had this conversation on a different podcast that you don't get into F one unless you are ridiculously ridiculously talented anyway. Yeah. But it's then once you're in that bracket, and he's obviously in a slower car as well. Yeah. That's where it starts to get tricky. Yeah, exactly. And but again, you go back and look at his junior career. Logan's a phenomenal talent. There's no question. And we we make jokes about all sorts of drivers in Formula One. Okay, there were some very questionable ones in the past, <laughs> but this current grid have all won something yeah. at a certain level, and the level is just that high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's finding it tough, but again, I think that leads on to Alex because I think Alex is uh, is just doing a phenomenal job at the minute. I agree, and my rating is is reflective of that. I've given him a very respectable seven point five. Really, for Alex Albon this season? Yeah, well, oh I my think... word! <laughs> okay, what are you giving Alex Albon? I was going to give him a nine. Whoa! Yeah, a nine. I mean, he's just constantly. You look at some of those amazing drives. Canada's is obviously the one that springs to mind. Yeah, um, and he's constant. You know, out qualifying Logan all the time. His racing's been great. Um, the only reason I didn't, wouldn't really give him a ten, to be honest with you, is because of the crash I think he had in Australia. Um, Interesting. And that's the only reason. Because, but what more? Can, what more can he do? Okay, so you're going. You're going. Alex Albon a nine. Logan Sargent a three. Yeah. I'm going. Logan Sargent a one. Alex Albon a seven point I mean. five. <laughs> Uh, you're disappointed with me for that, aren't you? Uh, I can I can see yeah. the the energy in the room <laughs> yeah. has changed, Rich, and you you suddenly don't like me very much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's um, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm trying to be like. Are you Helmut Marco in disguise? <laughs> yeah, I just hate him because he's not not performing for my team. Um, well, that's an interesting question because because 
if there's if there's anybody on the grid that is deserving to be in a a, a seat of a, a a higher performing car, you could argue that it's Alex Albon. Yeah, and that we know that there's interest from Ferrari. Will will the Red Bull team come knocking back on his door? Do you think? I mean, uh, he left them on good terms, and they've all said that. And you know, as I said, I know Alex a little bit, and he, he you could, I don't really see how you could have bad terms with mm. him. You know, he's such a nice guy. Um, and yeah, you'd be you'd be stupid not to start thinking about him and looking at him. He's he's personable. He's uh, he's very marketable, obviously, with the Thailand connection as well. And he's doing a phenomenal job. Um, and he's been in those big environments before. He's probably grown up quite a bit now and become a lot more mature. And he's still quite young as well. So yeah. it's not like you're taking someone right at the end of their career. You could build something around him. You know, be interesting to see if he's the sort of driver that is performing better where there's almost low pressure, mm. or it's that. Actually, if he gets put into a seat where there is a bit more pressure, he rises to that and flourishes and starts to I think the difference is with Alex now compared to the Alex that we had when he was at Red Bull initially was that you could see a couple of times of him buckling under pressure. But there's been lots of times that he's been under extreme pressure in this Williams, i.e. we look at um, uh, we look at Canada. And he's he's handled every single one of those times exceptionally well. Um, so I think you've got he's got to be in the conversation with the big mm. teams. And to be honest with you, he's a, probably in a position where it's not just one of the big teams looking at him. It's probably all of them. Yeah. I, th- I, I get the sense that there could be like, because it won't be long until we're into silly season, right? Mm. With drive- I, It feels like there's so many. I mean, there always are so many rumors going around. But like, it could be a huge mix-up over the next couple of years. Yeah, it's very interesting. A lot, a lot of drivers haven't got contracts yet for next year. Yeah. I expect a lot of them will be trying to get them ironed out over this summer break period. The agents will be sitting down and twiddling their thumbs. But it's, I think, you know, it's, it's, it, there's going to be a lot of movement. I think. Yeah, and Alex Albon is deserving of a seat. Yeah. I, I stand by that. Let's 100%. get into Alpha Tori. Uh, I'm gonna. I know. I know. Again, this guy is your friend, and I feel bad saying <laughs> it, but I've got to give Nick DeVries a one. Yeah. Again, again, the energy has changed in yeah, the room. <laughs> no, look, it's um, you know, he, he, I, I think he got dropped too early. I think. I, do you know what, mate? I completely agree with that. Yeah. I couldn't I, agree with that more. I, I think that I think that wasn't ideal. Um, but yeah, he didn't have a good time. Let's put it it's as simple as that. So I would go with, yeah, probably a two. I think a two. Okay. Yeah. yeah reasonable. So his, I think his quali, quali against Sonoda was like. He outqualified Sonoda twice and Sonoda yeah. did him eight times. Um, but I agree, I think, because if, if you look back, particularly at some rookies in their mm. first early uh, season, Sonoda, right? Mm. Same team, same car. Uh, he was sticking it in the wall for fun, Yuki Sonoda, yeah. early on. And he is now starting to show that the patience that they've paid in him is starting to pay off. And you have to think, would Nick agree? We know again. He's one of those guys. You don't get into F one unless you're particularly special. Oh, I mean that guy. And that guy's literally a world champion. He won yeah. the Formula E world championship. You know, he won the Formula Two championship. That guy's a serial winner. Yeah, I completely agree. Ultimately, I'm I'm basing it off what happened this yeah. season. Yeah, and I no, have no, to that's stick, what the markings are for. I have you to know? stick with my one. We've got yeah. to be got to be cruel, mate. <laughs> uh, and you're going for a two for two, Nick DeVries. Yeah. Let's go to his teammate Yuki Sonoda. Um, as I said, I think there's something quite interesting is that it feels like. Some people were going, get Yuki out of an F1 car, you know, mm. 12, 18 months ago. And now, particularly at the top of the season, where he was what, like two 11ths, three 11ths in a row, and then got a couple of points here and there, that he's he's repaying the faith that they've shown him. And I quite like and that. And in what is on paper the worst car on the grid. Oh, man. When you yeah. actually look at it. And, you Trash. know, they're quite aware of that. 
No, I think he, Yuki Yuki's done a good job. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him an eight. I think he's actually done a Whoa! really good job. No, Whoa! No, an I, eight for Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, I think he's done an excellent job. Wow, excellent I've job. gone for a six point five, and I thought that was generous. No, he's an done eight. he's done mega. He's he's beaten uh, he's beaten both his teammates. Okay, in Hungary he got beaten by Ricardo, but Spa he was yep. he was ahead of him quite comfortably. Um, you know, he's taken the worst car on the grid into the points a few times. I think he's done an incredibly good job. Interesting. An eight for Yuki Tsunoda. Yeah. I've gone for a 6.5. Um, but Maybe yeah, I'll ultimately, too. a good a good, <laughs> yeah. season, good I, start to the season. I think my alpha rating at the beginning is skewed slightly. But... <laughs> Should we just put that, one to the, <laughs> put that one to the side? Do you want to change it? Uh, I give you the option yeah, to change I, it. I Why do. don't you yeah. change your yeah, alpha rating? So you yeah. had Joe and Bottas both, both at a seven. I both at a six. six. Just to make my life easier. Okay, cool. I'll change that. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. That's reasonable. I think, you know, you shouldn't be held to account for something that you said early on. I think it's good to change your mind. Um, it's difficult to rate him, but let's mention Daniel Ricciardo because he is yeah. going to be finishing the season. I've just said sort of uh, a six. Yeah, five. I mean, it's just standard okay. halfway thing because you can't you can't judge him yet you know it's not possible yeah he did come in very early and do do a lovely job but then it at spa it didn't, didn't yeah yeah exactly all. but you can you know it's it's, it's unfair to, to judge him now just stand and run of the mill five i think yeah i agree but again sort of coming to the halfway point of that these ratings nearly uh it's difficult because are we rating them against the car or, or is it circumst- yeah. i think we have to go circumstantial yeah of course right of that's course. why we're giving people like Albon, you know, a same, similar mark to somebody that might have a lot more points than him later on because of, of it is what they're doing in their circumstances. Yeah. Um, here's a team I just can't figure them out at all. Alpine. Alpine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just did. Yeah. You were there, but you said it before me. Um, we've got Gasly and Ocon. Gasly, I've given um, a five. I think he's been really quiet. I was expecting like fireworks when yeah. these two came together, uh, but he's a little bit just off the pace in terms of uh, Ocon's pace um, but but their, their qualifying has been equal I think mm. they're six each for qualifying off the top of my head um, but yeah I've gone for a five for Gasly yeah uh, same I'm going to agree with that just five first, just, first time we've agreed yeah, I know. just <laughs> flat yeah. it's just flat it just feels a bit like a pancake you know I wanted I wanted like we were talking about, oh, it's going to be the French French team, French drivers, <laughs> French revolution. They're going to be going to, and they're just sort of like, here we go, DNFing, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Not really, not really making much of a splash, um, which is a shame because I would have loved some. Yeah, to see of course, some of that, it's just, and it's good for a brand like Alpine. You know, it's nice to have a team like that. But again, it's just, it's just not worked. And then they went on this mass exodus of staff in uh, in Spa. Yes. Um, so no, but Gasly, yeah, just flat, five, just flat, you know. As a team, generally, just before we get into Ocon, can mm. you see them making a wave in the, the final? Well, how many races have we got left now? Imola's gone and the yeah. Chinese, so was it tw- tw- 10 more races I left, mean, if I, I if I were them, I would I would start looking towards next year already, especially if yeah. you've gone and done the exodus of staff. I think you've got to start thinking about 2024. So you think they're just, you know, well, we'll turn up, we'll yeah. see what we can do, scrub exactly. a few points, but ultimately they're looking at 24. Yeah, I think interesting. so. Very interesting. Ocon, I've gone for a six. The reason that I've given him one more than Gasly is because of the... Monaco podium, mm. which was you know pretty. Yeah, epic. that was pretty epic. I think. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I think a six. Mate, well. we've agreed. Yeah, we've That's we've double agreed. <laughs> I mean, um, this is out of the. My, I can't believe it. It's out of the stratosphere <laughs> that we've agreed. Yeah, decent. Okay, great. So Gasly a five, Ocon a six, and we're both going for that. Let's get into the top five teams now. And again, this is where I think I know per- on a personal level I'm going to struggle to sort of not only remember the the four most recent races or whatever, but (laughs) let's go to the team that obviously uh, I'm talking about is McLaren. Yeah. Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri. Let's start with Lando. How are you rating his entire 
first uh, half of the season. I'm going to go seven. You're going for a seven, seven for Lando. Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. Tell me why. Because I just think that the car was so poor at the beginning that they they were just banished into oblivion no matter what they did. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I I know a couple of people in the F1 in the F1 arena, and I spoke to them after the the first test, and uh, they said that McLaren is just so so far behind. It's it's unbelievable, and they you know it was really bad. So. It, it wasn't like they were kind of halfway, like in an Alpha Tauri. They, yeah. they really struggled at the beginning. So we can't really judge too much from that. But also, you have to remember, drivers also have an input on the direction of development. And they work with their engineers. They work with the designers, with, with, the, with the technical staff as well. So I think some credit has to be given to them for that. And the reality is, every time they've had the car that can perform, they've performed. Yeah. Um, and they did Fair. what they could with the equipment that they had. Um, so I, I, I think, yeah, seven's You've gone for a seven. That's nice. I've gone for a slightly more generous eight for Lando. Yeah. Um, I just think he's been classy. Uh, and, you know, particularly since the car's been good, mm. he's... And, and you imagine if they keep it good or they keep the car competitive, Lando Norris is the sort of guy that will drag it into results. Yeah. He will, he, he's, he, you, you feel the car's safe in his hands when he's driving, particularly if it's competitive. Uh, so that's why I've gone yeah. for an eight for him. Let's go to his teammate, rookie, Oscar Piastri. Um, Shall I give you mine? Yes. I've given him a seven. Yeah. Now, that might seem a bit low. Yeah. But the reason is, I've, again, you know, I like a stat. Yeah. Um, Lando Norris is up 9-3 in races against yeah. Oscar Piastri. He's, he's finished nine times better than him, and Oscar Piastri's finished three times better. And in quality, it's 10-2 to Lando. Yeah. So there was always going to be an element where Lando knows the car better and you know it, it has been in F1 for longer. But I think as, as a rookie, Oscar Piastri has done fantastically. Yeah, I think he's done incredibly well. And again, I'm going to give him a seven. I'm going to give him the same score as Lando because nice. I think Lando is very underrated. We have to remember this is the guy who effectively just forced Daniel Ricciardo out of McLaren. I think he's a very, very yeah. accomplished driver. And so for Oscar to, you know, not maybe match him 100%, but to actually be on level terms with him and get there quite quickly. Because there were times when the car wasn't performing. Oscar was very close, which again, because they were so far back, we didn't pay much attention to. Mm -hmm. So I think, again, based on the fact that he is a rookie, then a, the same score as Lando 7 is justified. There's people saying that he's the best rookie since Lewis Hamilton. I, he, he's 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 best rookie season. Since I mean, he's an incredible prospect. Incredible yeah. prospect. Future world champion. Oh, 100 percent. I completely agree. 100 percent. He's got something. Yeah. And man, I also I also really like um, how classy he is in interviews yeah. and stuff as well. Like he's so level headed. Like yeah. they'll they'll almost sort of feed him a question that you could bite at or snap at, and he's like, maybe it's just his Australianisms, <laughs> but he's so chilled out and relaxed and 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 respectful. And I really like that. I've got a lot of time for Sebastian, and I would love to see him win a championship. Yeah, and you know, and he's a serial winner as well in the junior categories, winning from the off as well. And obviously, he's got Mark Webber mentoring him, so he's got someone with a lot of experience there. Um, no, he's a hundred percent. He's going to be a future world champion. You can see why both. Alpine and McLaren were fighting over him last year. Now, depending on whether you are watching this or listening to this, you will see that I am not wearing a Ferrari hat today. Uh, You've got the jacket there. I've got the jacket. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the studio's jacket. Uh, I'm not wearing a Ferrari hat today because, uh, because we had to do some ratings and I couldn't bring myself to give the ratings <laughs> low and wear the hat. So, Charles Leclerc, what are you rating uh, his season? I'm going to give Charles a six. 
I've given him a six too. Okay, that's good. That makes me feel slightly better. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, it's just been so. Uh, apart from Azerbaijan, where he stuck it on pole, yeah. you know, in the sprint and the race, it's been meh. Um, it feels like there's almost a lack of fire in that Ferrari and team. Yeah, and there's and the sense of frustration coming in as well from from Charles. It's um, mm. you can always you know uh, you, uh, as a driver you always get told to stay as calm as possible and you do have to bite your lips sometimes and I, and you do feel this frustration coming through with Charles and yeah, he's just not done anything I would call spectacular this year except for Baku obviously but mm. yeah apart from that but it was such a it was over in two days yeah. they, the, the Ferrari glory of this season was over on a Saturday afternoon and, yeah, or Friday and a Saturday it. for the because it was the qualifying not the race um, yeah it's for me has just been just so unexciting to be yeah. a Ferrari fan and I feel like that's the first time that I'm saying that in a really, really long time. At least, you know, last season, we, at the beginning of the season, we were fighting, we were up and about. This season, man, we've just been like so depressingly midfield. Yeah, exactly. It's Which just brings, flat. Yeah. I, I think six, yeah. Yeah. A bit better than the than the Alpines, um, just because Ferrari a bit, a bit better and they're kind of there, but yeah, six. There you go. And for me, Carlos Sainz, you know, Smooth operator, my favourite driver, but I have to give him a five. Yeah, I can't give it. I can't give him anything more than that. Uh, I agree with that. Again, some of the things it's um, you know he's not done anything spectacular, and I wasn't a big fan of of what you know the uh, what he said about Oscar's move at the mm. source at Spa. I thought that was that was on Carlos for me. Um, I, I agree. You know, so I, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of that. He's not quite at the same zip as uh, as Leclerc. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for a five there. Yeah. And you're right about the zip. Uh, um, Charles Leclerc is up seven, five in their, in their racing head to head. I mean, he's been a bit, Carlos has been a little bit unlucky thinking about, I think it was in Australia. He got that penalty mm. that was a five second penalty, but ultimately lost him like 12 points or something. Cause he got, you know, they, the race finished under yeah. safety car. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I, I wonder for me with Carlos signs, cause look again, he's a good driver. Yeah. No question. There's going to be a lot of teams, maybe slightly lower down teams, that would love to have him. I'm, Does he go and be a number one driver at a worse team I or mean, stay at Ferrari? I mean, this is the thing is that he's, um, you know, he has got a lot of experience now. Remember, he's been with a lot of the teams in the mm -hmm. pit lane. He's been with Renault. He's been with AlphaTauri. He's been with McLaren. So he has got a lot of experience. And if you are an experienced team coming in, you know, again, we spoke about it before in another episode. The Audi links do make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And he'd be a good asset there. He would be, I agree. And so, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I, I, I don't think it's all down. It's definitely not down to the drivers why Ferrari aren't performing. I mean, Ferrari just aren't, you know, and they're infamously bad with strategy and they're just not at the level they should be yet. But an experienced team coming in, he'd be a very, very good asset. Yeah, I'm, and that, but and that's the thing. Do Ferrari want him enough, or do they do they gamble on try and go full in for somebody like Lewis and get Lewis and Charles to be their pair? You know? Yeah, or someone like Albon, Albon. for example. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's it's as I, as we said earlier, it's going to be an interesting next couple of years with the driver market. I yeah, think. I think so. I think so. Let's go for uh, Mercedes next. Mm. I'll start with Lewis Hamilton. Eight. eight. I think he's bit eight. I, really well, I mean, that's generous. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I really think that he's had, he's been quiet in all the good ways. He's yeah. been doing all the basics right. And that's my favorite thing in Formula One, doing the basics right. Mm. Uh, I think he's had a really, really good season. And I've been very, very impressed with Lewis Hamilton. He's shown after last year where it wasn't, you know, the car was so bad. He's shown his class this year and how good he is. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think he's been good, and I think he's extracted the most from situations. But I think eight's very generous. I'm going to go for a seven, to be honest. Okay, you. you're dropping to a seven. Yeah, Fair. seven for me. Yeah. When your reaction, I thought you were going to stick him at like a four <laughs> no, or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, he's been okay, and he's had some good races. And whenever the thing is with Lewis, whenever he's been in a position to extract something or get the most out of something, he has, especially recently. Mm. You know, we saw it in Hungary, we saw it in Silverstone, we saw it in uh, in Spa. Um, but yeah, just nothing, nothing utterly remarkable. And seven, he's doing a solid, very solid job. I Interesting. Think. So I, I would, I would look at that as nothing remarkable. Maybe in that car is probably a good thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, seven, eight. His teammate George, I'm giving what can only be described as an ugly five. Five. I'm giving him a five. Wow. Why is that? I don't think, I don't think he's electric for me at all wow. i don't think he does it he's losing three to nine against lewis in their head-to-head which to me basically says that there is a well we knew there was a one two a, a one two in the driver lineup anyway but i just don't think i don't think he's doing enough to warrant much more than a five i, mean, I was gonna give him a seven to be honest with same you. as I, lewis yeah same as lewis i oh think that God. he's had some he's had some uh races where his race pace has been very very strong he's definitely stronger in the races and qualifying at the minute yeah. um and there's been a few a few mess outs. We the obvious one to remember is Hungary, but I don't think he's doing that bad compared to Lewis. I think I think yeah, a seven, a seven as well. Wow! Oh, so I'm we've quite got quite a disparity <laughs> between us there. I've gone for an eight for Lewis and a five for George, and you've gone for a seven for the two of yeah. them. So who do you think's having the better season out of Lewis and George? Um, it would only be a guess by like a point one or something. Yeah, I, I would say Lewis is. I would say Lewis is just because again he looks more he looks more solid and accomplished, but I see more potential in George. Yeah, purely just because he looks George when he, he's he's been out of position in certain circumstances, but his race paces look very very strong. Mm. Uh, whenever he's got himself back into the position he should be in fascinating so yeah doing the basics right and making sure that he can just start where he should be starting all the yeah. time he's been pretty strong yeah that's it I guess it's the quality isn't it yeah uh, let's go to Aston Martin next Fernando Alonso holy smokes <laughs> man uh, I'm giving him a nine yeah I, I completely agree with that you have to again we're looking at it we're looking at it from the start of the season the job he was doing there when Aston Martin was more competitive but also consistently how he's performing against his teammate he's he's the Albon of Aston Martin I love that <laughs> you know I love that <laughs> so he's uh no for me he's a nine no question yeah I mean but you talk about the beginning of the season particularly yeah he got six podiums in his first yeah. eight races it's quite impressive that that's insane yeah. isn't it like and, and then other races where they aren't the fastest it's always getting the most out of it we yeah. think of Spa you know I, and that's the thing it, it's a shame they haven't upgraded in the the, the way that the other teams yeah. have where do you think Aston Martin finish out of interest constructors constructors um, I think fourth really yeah, I, I think, think Ferrari fourth. will do them I, I think or fourth Ma yeah. or, or McLaren I think McLaren could I can't see Ferrari doing it but I can see McLaren having a very good run of form interesting you know, if McLaren didn't gamble on it being wet at Spa, they looked pretty. Uh, they would have been pretty impressive. And had yeah. it rained at Spa, they looked like they would have kicked everyone. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, the 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 sort of asterisks to them having a good constructors is the second driver. Yes, which brings up Big Daddy Stroll's son, <laughs> Lance Stroll, uh, and I have given him a two out of ten. Two. Yeah. I mean, I, I, how can I? How can I not? Because I mean, it's difficult at the beginning though, because remember at the beginning he was injured as well. Obviously, he, there was a question mark over whether he'd missed the first couple of races yeah. and, and drug because of his wrists, wasn't it? Yeah, it, when he, he, I think he fell off his bike or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's very hard to look at and, and rate those because you know it's obviously when you're recovering from injury, you know there but yeah i was gonna i was gonna say i was gonna say three okay 
a three, maybe a four. But yeah, do you I want mean, a three point five? Three point five. Give him we'll a three. Give him a three nice five. happy medium. But um, again, yeah, you just looking compared to Alonso, it's just been nowhere. It's yeah, as simple as that. Not even, not even. No, not even close. close. Again, more stats for you. You know, I like. You know, I like uh, yeah, doing my research. It. Stats. He's one two. He's he's out. Uh, their head to head is one to eleven. So yeah. Alonso's won eleven out of the twelve races between the two of them. I mean, yeah, that's that a pretty is, ridiculous start. I'm, I'm I mean, going to go inexcusable for me. Yeah, I'm going to go for a three and a half. Yeah, three point five. I'm going for. I'm sticking with my two. Yeah, I got no shame about it. <laughs> Come at me, Big Daddy Stroll. <laughs> um, but he'll never lose his seat. And I don't know if there's an element of because he knows he's never lose his seat. He doesn't feel pressure. He doesn't feel the stress of I need to perform. I mean, he, well, when you listen to him on the radio, he certainly sounds stressed. He sounds like the most stressed driver on the grid. <laughs> <You know>? yeah, <laughs> <fair>. <laughs> Maybe that's just his personality. But yeah, he's. Um, but again, you still, uh, you know, every when you look at Stroll, everybody always gives the moniker that, oh, okay, he's there because his dad's there. And okay, there might be a certain element to that. But again, this guy still won a hell of a lot yeah. on his way into Formula One. Yeah. Um, so he, again, he is still a good driver, but I just think that the level that of Alonso is, is truly exceptional. Where do you think somebody like, because it will never happen because he'll never lose his seat, but where do you think somebody like Alex Albon would, would, would be putting that, that, uh, Aston Martin car alongside I think level with Alonso yeah, with the form he's in now off, with the form he's in now level with Alonso and think about how much further they'd be ahead in the const- well yeah. not ahead in probably in second place yeah. in the constructors if they have somebody doing a job in that second seat so it's it, at what detriment is he keeping his son there yeah but it's you know blood is thick in the water <laughs> yeah. yeah fair uh, let's get into the top team this one's going to be a nice quick one for me. Max Verstappen, 10 out of 10. It, uh, he is doing, be. he is doing, we are w- witnessing history. And literally, because if he goes to Zandvoort, I think, is that when he equals Sebastian Vettel, nine races? So either, either equals it or, or, uh, or he makes it to eight and he's one behind. I forget off the top of my head. But he, in the next few races, could break the all-time record for consecutive wins in Formula One. Yeah, you've you got to give him a 10. He's just been nothing but exceptional throughout the whole season. Um, yeah, no uh, no questions. He's put all his critics to bed. People saying, oh, you know, w- whatever. It's, it's the car that's doing it. We, we'll get to his teammate in a second. But it's clearly not just the <laughs> no, car no, no. that's doing he's it. Been, he's, been, he's been on another galaxy. He's, he's been a robot, man. Yeah. He is a robot. And, and, and you have to applaud it. And I don't know if there's any... You know, I think... I think there's probably only a couple of guys who could give him a run for that for money in the same car at the minute, being Lewis and probably Alonso. Yeah, I think That's those are it. the top three drivers, yeah. really, aren't they? Those guys. But like, I, I think he's the best driver in the world at the moment. I think, but because because confidence is so important as well, yeah. and he's been in a good car. Even if you gave Lewis, I don't know, six months or something to get used to that Red Bull, I still think at the moment Max Verstappen would do it. Yeah, I, I I think so. Yeah, obviously, you know the continuity. I think if you literally if Lewis went into that uh, Red Bull next race, I think Max would do him hundred percent. Yeah, and also apart from that, he's just on a good run of form at the minute. It's a bit like a striker when they score goals and it just looks like they can't they score them for fun. You yeah, know? yeah, a hundred percent. Form is so 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 important. Um, uh, so let's get into his teammate Sergio <laughs> Perez. Again, I didn't. We have to look back to the beginning of the season where yeah. Sergio won two races. Correct. He's been under so much scrutiny since then because it's been trash. Yeah, we also we haven't we've noticed every little thing that he's done versus you know minor th- things that people have done in the back of the pack or the midfield. We won't even noticed. Yeah, I am giving him a dusty, ugly four out of ten for his season, Sergio Perez. Uh, I, I'm 
Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to agree with that. Going for a four. I'm probably gonna have to agree with that just because of that awful qualifying run. Man, Th- that just that alone. I mean, you know, yeah, he won the races and everything, and that's what's what's helped him above like a two or something like that. But yeah, definitely, it's just um, he had that awful run of form, and it just damaged it so much. It's awful, mate. Like, and then obviously, the, obviously, the last race at Spa was just it just had the floor oh. wide with him, you know. Yeah, completely. Um, if Aston Martin hadn't dropped off and Merck had started better, there's a very strong possibility that he would not be second in the drivers. Yeah, very much so, especially McLaren started where they are now, you know. Yeah, it would hundred uh, percent. But it would be very, very, it would be very, very different. But then maybe he wouldn't have gone after Max in the way that he did, mm. you know. And that maybe it's that pressure which caused him to struggle, you know. I mean, it's just it, it shows. It sh- I think it, it's only a good thing for Max because it shows yeah, how exactly. how good he is. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. I mean, Max um, is in the position where he could probably ask for a very nice pay rise next year if he really wanted to. I think he's know? already the highest paid, isn't he? Oh, like, yeah, yeah he, he has to be. I think I mean, maybe Lewis is, but Lewis is different because obviously the marketing potential of yeah. Lewis is insane. Max can demand whatever he wants and he will get it yeah. because he's delivering. Yeah, exactly. You give you give winners what they want to carry yeah, on winning. And Red Bull realised that. Yeah. And you see what they're saying about him. Here's a good question to finish off. Oof. How ma- or, or am I not going to be able to do it perfectly? Because I'm springing this on you now. <laughs> yeah, I've not let you do now. any research for this, Richard. <laughs> and I haven't done any research. How many or who are the drivers that if you gave the second seat in Red Bull to, so mm. you, you, you've been off Sergio Perez, how many of them would do, a, or, or which drivers would do a better job than Sergio Perez oh. in that Red Bull? Oh. Let's go through the teams. Lewis and George. Uh, I think both. Yeah, both. Alonso and Stroll. Alonso. Alonso, yeah. I don't think Stroll would. Leclerc and Sainz? Yeah. You think both? Both. I think Leclerc definitely would. I worry I worry about Sainz. I think Sainz and Perez would be similar. Lando Piastri? Lando, 100%. Lando Piast- definitely would. Piastri in the future. In the future, yeah. yeah. Right now, do you think he'd be able right to do now, it? Right now, no, I don't think so. Wouldn't be able to handle no. the car? No, it's not that. It's just, uh, you know, you're still seeing the Steins where certain situations where the inexperience is showing. We remember in, in Hungary where they went onto the, uh, I think it was the medium, and he struggled. It wasn't the preferred tyre, but he struggled a lot more than Lando did. Lando has the experience to be able to drive around the problems. And I, I think that Oscar's lacking that. An experience thing. Very, yeah. very, very interesting. Gasly Ocon. I don't think either of them. Not at the minute, no. De Vries, Sonoda, Ricardo. I'm going to say it, Ricardo. I think Already? he would. No, I think he would. Uh, no, I, I, I've, I don't. I don't think he would. I think that Yuki would be faster, uh, but yeah. I think he would crash more. Okay. I don't think he's as reliable. Interesting. Not that Perez has been the most reliable with his qualifying form, but I think that Yuki would would be a bit of a dynamite in that seat. Albon and Sergeant, which of those two would do a better job than Sergio Perez? Albon, no question. Yeah, with the I form agree. He's in now. And Sergeant probably we maybe say no to that <laughs> yeah, one for I now. Yeah, I think no to Sergeant because because Perez isn't isn't it? On, he's not an idiot. No, no, good. No, no, no. He's done some all. incredible stuff. Yeah. It's just it's remember not winning from the back it. in Bahrain for his first Grand Prix win, dude. That's one of the great time great drives. drives. Yeah, Kevin Magnussen, Nico Hulkenberg. Do you take any of them instead of Sergio Perez? No, not at the minute. Yeah, I think I agree. Not at the I minute. I think I agree. And Joe and the very interesting one. Well, I personally say no to Joe Guanyu. No or yes to Joe Guanyu? No. Bottas. I would say yes to Bottas. I would say yes to Bottas. Because again, too. again, we've seen him. We've seen him in that. Effectively, he didn't want to be there, but number two role with Mercedes, and he was more than good enough on his day to give Lewis a run for his money and kept him on his toes. And this was when Lewis was in was in very good form. I agree. I agree. And 
our favourite quote or favourite <laughs> stat. Go on, give me the, the Bottas and stat. And he made every single Q3 in every, uh, that he did for Mercedes. Yeah, that's, that's just unbelievable. Ridiculous. It's out of this world. Out of and this that's world. what you want from your, from, as I said before, that's what you want from your, your number two driver. Of course, you want them to think that they can beat the, the number one because that pushes them. And Bottas was able to do that in situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you want someone who's constantly there. We remember Eddie Irvine when Schumacher broke his leg. Irvine was able to take the fight to Hackenham for the championship. Barry Kello was Schumacher again. Coulthard and Hackenham. You always want that very, very solid backup driver. And teams make their money from the constructors. Not exactly. from the drivers. That's where the money is. That's where the money is. So the constructors is absolutely vital for them. Well, look, I think we've uh, I think we've put the world to right, mate. We've given we've <laughs> some, some pretty dodgy numbers. Yeah, some my, dodgy numbers. Yeah. Myself I, I corrected my Alfa Romeo once. Yeah, yeah, you fixed that. <laughs> Kevin Magnussen at a two is something I think I'll be regretting for a few months, but never mind. Yeah, we move that's on. It, mate. <laughs> uh, feel free to drop us, roast us, or agree with us. Uh, in the comments, uh, what you think these drivers' ratings uh, should have been at the midway point of the season. It'll be interesting to revisit this at the end of the season and think who then, who upped their game, who fell off and that kind of thing. Report Um, So yeah, really interesting. Mate, thank you so much for your time. No, pleasure. Appreciate it as always. Uh, And we will be back with some more Formula One motorsport driving content soon. Thanks very much. We'll see you soon. We are on track GP. Don't forget to like and subscribe. See you soon. Podcast Network.